Welcome back to Horror 365. I am the host that covers the most, Jimmy J, alongside with the South Jersey slasher himself, South Jersey Jason, Big Brian, Brian Emanizer. Brian, what's up, buddy? How we doing this week? I'm doing good. It's another, you know, cold night here in South Jersey. We actually had snowfall for the first time in three years down here. So I uh, took some time yesterday and got into my costume and took some pretty cool pics and posted them on Instagram. So... I can say I finally, uh, you know, Jason actually did hike in the snow, you know? <laughs> Dude, I've seen those pics. Amazing. And how much snowfall did you get down here? Oh, down here, we got, I mean, I only got like five inches, but up in Blairstown, they got 30 inches. So. Jeez. Yeah, yeah 30. I believe it. Because over here, I got, I oh, mean, we got levels with snow. We're pummeled, man. It's like two feet. My car still not dug out. Uh, I'm just dug in the house. I'm not moving anywhere, man. Uh, I'm just... You know, waiting for that snow to melt a little bit more because I think we're having another storm coming. But other than the storm, the snowstorm coming this week, we got a storm this week, week number two. We're back in. I can't believe we made it to week two, Brian. Jesus, I mean, we had such a positive response to the first episode. Uh, it's overwhelming, man, and I'm so happy about that. Um, I I think we did a decent job, but according to everybody else out there, they they said we knocked it out of the park. So, hey. If they loved it. I'm happy. I know you're happy about it. Oh yeah, I had a couple of friends already uh, subscribe on Spotify, which is awesome. Uh, one's going to watch a YouTube video tomorrow when he's off. So we got some followers already. So we're off to a great start. Oh yeah, man. And for those that don't know, I mean, you're you're viewing these beautiful. This look at these ruggedly handsome mugs that you're seeing on your screen right here on YouTube exclusively. YouTube.com/slash Jimmy J Entertainment and uh, also on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Jimmy J Entertainment. But of course, if you're an audio only lover, if that's that's your preference, we are on Spotify, Anchor, soon to be on Apple, uh, just you name it, Google, or anywhere you get your audio, you're going to get Horror 365. Uh, and please, while you're at it, hey, subscribe to the Patreon, not, not only YouTube, but the Patreon is three bucks a month. Guys, like a cup of coffee at Starbucks or something like that. I don't know the terminology, grande or a pike or vente, whatever whatever they, yeah, they call it. Venti. Something like that. I just go online. Let me get a large black. And they're like, what? <laughs> That's it. That's but anyway. I white water for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about. They look at me like I have four heads. I just want a coffee. That's it. Simple. Anyway, folks, it's less than a cup of coffee. It's uh, $3 a month. And you're going to get some exclusive content. We got a special guest coming on. In a couple of weeks, Ron Sloan. Big announcement there. Ron Sloan from Friday the 13th, Part 5. He is the special Patreon exclusive interview this month. Uh, there's going to be some other content on there as well. And next month, I'm not spoiling it, Brian. We have we have a name for people coming in next month. We'll talk about that down the line. But Patreon.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment is the way to go. But this week, well, before we get into this week, because I know last week we had your top five in those that listen know that this week is my top five, but we're doing something else. We're doing a little review this week. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up this weekend. I don't know. What do you, what do you got planned for the missus? You and the missus? Well, um, when there's a special occasion, whether it's uh, our wedding anniversary or our birthdays, we have a, a nice little Indian restaurant that we go to down in Nankarver Township in the Zoms. So if you're ever in the South Jersey area on the Black Horse Pike going towards uh, Atlantic City, Check out the Nizams in front of the old uh, Shore Mall. That's where we're going to be for Valentine's Day. A nice little Indian delicacy. Oh, man. Sounds nice. What do you order normally? Uh, we're, we're, you know, we um, order pretty much the same thing. We have our favorite dishes. So for appetizer, we get their chili chicken, 
which is uh, spicy. There's no rating on that one. So it gets the uh, the uh, pores open and the, the sinus cavity. It's that circulation open. flowing. Yeah, yes. I've been being a try. Anyway, I'm like, <laughs> this is, this is um, rated PG-13. Yeah. And then, you know, we get uh, the chicken tiki masala, which is a clay oven chicken with uh, – Pretty much like a, a orange, like a, a tomato sauce. It's really good with yeah. herbs. It's just melts in your mouth. And then um, the Nizam's biryani, which is uh, another clay oven chicken with their uh, basalti uh, rice and some other herbs. And usually, we I don't have anything to take home, but Irene does. So when she's asleep at night, I'll tiptoe into the uh, the uh, refrigerator and have a little bit. And she captures, you know, she opens the or she turns on the light, and I'm like, "Oops, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a little midnight snack." But you know what, folks? For those wondering, listening to Brian talk right now, yes, we're going to be doing a cooking show as well on a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not really doing the cooking show. Uh, but damn, I'm hungry now, Brian. That you said that. I have no idea what I'm doing with the missus this year. We're going to figure something out. Uh, you know, they just open up dining, uh, 25% capacity in New York, but the seat, it's probably going to be mild. Oh um, yeah, we're probably just going to end up. You know, I'm probably going to cook something nice in the house, have some wine, watch a horror movie. Yes, Valentine's Day. And you think horror movie, Valentine's Day. Like, what horror movie would you watch? Well, this that we're talking about might be one of them. My Bloody Valentine. Oh, oh, God. Uh, what can I say about it? Well, we're going to get we're going to dig into this uh, briefly here. little review with My Bloody Valentine. And for those that don't know and never seen this movie, long story short, it's a Canadian mining town, uh, and there's a, I guess it was a gas leak or something. Yes. And yeah, there were trap miners. Everybody died, but this one guy, Harry Warden, uh, and the only way he survived was by eating other people, cannibalism. And then he went insane, okay? And he got locked up, and uh, I don't know, I think he killed um, a couple people, maybe months later, a year later, or something like that. Now there's the legend in the town, and then there's a killing spree. They canceled this dance, and then the dance came back, I believe, right? It was like a Valentine's Day dance, and now there's a, there's a, a killing spree going on again. But we're going to talk about it. Overall, Brian, I'm going to get your thoughts on My Bloody Valentine, 1981. All right. So this is – I haven't really watched My Bloody Valentine that much, um, maybe under um, a handful of times. And it's not – I mean, it's got a big cult following. It's not one of my favorites. I wouldn't put it in my top 20, to be honest with you. Um, but it is a classic among slasher films. And, um, you know, it's right there in the mix of 1981. So it's right after Friday the 13th. Um, had, a, had a good premise. Uh, but, you know, I when I'm watching it, when I watched it this past weekend, I was like, man, this music is god awful. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this had to be like not uh, like overseas, you know, Canada or something. And you know, when I did the the, the review or the uh, follow up on it, I'm like, oh, yep, Canada. So that's why we had that, you know, um, Muzak soundtrack to it. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. so um, so this was directed by George Mahaka, which is this is really is only his biggest movie. Sometimes you will find out that a director directed a horror movie and then would direct these fantastic films you know like yeah. uh us uh, uh, peter jackson did um a horror movie and then he went on to do the lord of the rings you mm. know he did yeah. that alive in like the late 80s and now he's like lord of the rings king kong it's like uh, some of the stars from like the horror movies they, they became English. exactly uh so it was written by stephen miller and when i looked him up he actually has 
pretty good writing credits, more so in the TV industry. So he wrote for the Jeffersons. He oh, wrote wow. for Un Archie Bunker's Place, Airwolf, Magnum P.I., which he was also a producer on Magnum P.I. and Airwolf. So I was like, all right. You know, he, he had some great late 70s, early 80s TV shows. And then um, Neil Athlete, who played, you know, every horror movie has that one jerk you can't stand, yeah. you know? So we had Neil Athlete as Axel. And he actually went on to direct episodes of The Simpsons for like nine years. Dude, I mean, and he's related to Ben Affleck by any chance? <laughs> uh, that I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's like a cousin or a uncle. Um, and he also directed Family Guy. And for our really, that, yes. And for our listeners that have kids out there, he also directed episodes of Paw Patrol. <laughs> so you go from a slasher. <laughs> what to... the hell? He's all over the map. <laughs> yes, he he is a jack of all trades. Um, so, and then you know you have, and Axel was actually you know turns out he was you know spoiler alert he ended up being the the, the killer. The killer, yeah. You know which. I, you know, I was watching it and I zoned out because, you know, it was getting towards the end of the movie. And again, it was barely, the only time it would pique my interest was with the kills. You know, Yeah, the, that's what I'm about to say. That is the only time, man. And we're going to talk about yeah. the kills momentarily, but finish up what he was saying. Yeah. So, um, you know, fast forward to the end uh, when they trap Harry Warden in one of the sections of the mine, uh, there's a collapse and you, you take it off the, the, the miner's outfit and it's Axel. And then there's a flashback. Basically, Harry Warden killed Axel's dad because they were getting ready for the Halloween or the Valentine's party. And Axel was under the bed and saw it and it messed them up. So, yeah. but then Harry Warden like disappeared, you know, like uh, there was no record of him being at the insane asylum. Uh, in the remake, they actually changed it a little bit and Harry Warden ended up dying. You know, he was killed. Mm, okay. So that's the only part of the remake that I liked for uh, my bloody Valentine. Yeah. Other than that, the remake was horrible. Yeah, be because there's no sequel. This no. is just yeah. This this is it. So you know, it's funny because um, that's the only thing that really intrigued me about the movie was the kills. Man, it was actually yeah. hard to watch the film. Like I, I found myself like drifting away a little bit, like hard to, to stay focused on it, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was because it was like poorly done. Again, there's going to be people that, that, that are going to crucify me for this, like the diehard fan base yeah. you know, for this. But you know what, guys, this is, again, my opinion. It's subjective. Uh, but at least the ending, you know, it kind of made a little sense because like, think about it. It, it shows you like traumatizing, uh, like things that, that traumatize you, how it can affect you psychologically. Like if you see something, uh, you're like your father, one of your parents getting killed, it, it could mentally mess you up, man. And uh, hey, maybe turn you yeah, into a killer. Look, look at young Billy in Silent Night, Deadly Night. His parents got killed by Santa Claus, you know? Yeah, and then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, so this was filmed, like I said, in 1980, and this was released February 11th in 81. And as you said, it was uh, actually not Canada, it was Nova Scotia, which is off, is it in Canada or off of Canada? I don't know. I'm not a Ge geography person you know but it was it was up <laughs> somewhere north there, over there somewhere there. but it was filmed in a decommissioned mine so that was a cool aspect you know it was when they when they're able to do something like that and not make it like a studio yeah like a sound like a, a, a sound stage i like that so i give them an a for that the budget of the film was 2.3 million and it only grew it uh, grossed uh 5.7 
So it did make some money. Okay. Um, it made did, something. Did, made a little bit, not you know, <laughs> yeah. not like a Halloween money. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> they were aiming uh, for it, probably. And you know, the 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 movie takes place in the fictional town of Valentine's Bluff. So yeah, right yeah. there, <laughs> right there, you know. Um, so um, the MPA double A was all over this. Um, they had them cut nine minutes of gore out which was actually um re-released in two um in 2009 um lionsgate licensed the home media rights and they were able to put it out on blu-ray so the, okay. the cut that i watched was the original theatrical cut so i've never seen the director's cut per se so okay. maybe it was good but hey the kills that we saw were pretty pretty gruesome yeah that'll give it man um you know, this goes back to the effects. I believe, you know, nowadays a lot of things is uh, CGI. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but back then, I think, you know, I don't know. You just can't beat the old school remedies sometimes. Yeah. Man. It's like, you know, I look at like practical effects and everything. But the kills in this, what got me was, the <laughs> what is it? Um, oh, man, what was her name, man? The laundromat owner. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Man. Hold on. I have that Someone in name. Someone in name. It's coming to me, Marion. Um, I'll, it'll, I'll, yeah. it'll come to me. Uh, oh man, I can't. Yeah, it's like, but the fact that like he pulled out the laundry, like the lieutenant sergeant, and then she's rolling around. The corpse is rolling around the machine. That uh, the guy that I think my favorite was the guy that got hung. Mabel. And then Mabel. Mabel there it is. There it yes. is. My favorite though was the guy that got hung. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his body, it just his head was hanging on the road. His body just boom hit the floor, his head's hanging there. It's like it, I don't know, to me, it just felt so real and it looked real. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, wow, you know, for 1981 to do something like that, too. And it, I don't know, it just it got to me. That kill got the, to me. The opening scene, I like had to laugh because you had the miners, they're walking down the shaft, and the one um miner, like takes the gear off and it's a woman yeah you know and then yeah. like they're about to have sex and i love like little <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah heart tattoo and she goes to take off his helmet he's like oh, no, 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 you know and then kills her so i was like okay well it's a way to start a horror movie um you know and i'm not knocking the film there are a lot of well i am knocking the film but i'm not knocking the fans for liking it um there are a lot of great well i know two people that cosplay as harry warden Chuck Ryan cosplay on Instagram does an amazing Harry Warden. Um, also, there's Curse Custom Weathering, and then um, Harvey Dot Cos, who does a really good remake. Jason, he is he has a Harry Warden costume, and he recently acquired it within the past year, and he's still working on it. But all three of those guys, you know, do a good job because the pieces to that costume are so hard to find because when they cosplay, they want to get the everything to a tape and to find that appropriate gear it's very hard and can be very expensive um NECA actually just released the Harry Warden I think it was NECA or Shout Factory released the Harry Warden figure like a cloth figure so it's, it's pretty cool yeah. you know so watching My Bloody Valentine actually got me into wanting to watch 80s horror movie whether it's you know mainstream or something very campy Yeah, yeah, dude, that's what it is. It's something about the 80s slasher films. For me, it's like a lot of people say, Jimmy, you're stuck in the 80s. 
Dude, I think when it comes to horror, when it comes to that genre, that was the golden era, okay, mm-hmm. for horror movies. It was the 1980s. And I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, there was good movies that came out in the 90s, 2000s, today. But that is where it began, I believe, yeah. like the 80s. I mean, you think about originality. That's where originality lived in the 80s. Nowadays, a lot of things is remade, okay? There's not much originality. Uh, no. And Well, when we get into my top five, you know, one of them, little spoiler, okay, is something that I think was, uh, it was a new franchise that started that was, to me, it was original, you know? And, um, well, we'll get, we'll get into that or whatever like that momentarily, but. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, man. And listen, it's top five, folks. Listen, I know I did a top five before on a, another podcast that I do, Chilling Killing Podcast, uh, but I changed it. I mean, if you listen to it, I kind of changed it. It's kind of weird because I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if that's something that, that can happen. You just change your, your favorite horror movies of all time. But for me, I had to rearrange it a little bit and I was thinking about why. And we'll get into that again uh, momentarily. But as far as my bloody Valentine, okay. Um, what do you think, Brian? Overall, like what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. Honestly, man. there's not one. Maybe the end credits. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, a nice little theme going at the end. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, um. Honestly, probably. You know, I think the one that stands out in my mind right now is when they're boiling the hot dogs and she goes for a hot dog <laughs> in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not a movie like I would. I would go back and watch. Maybe it'll be a new annual Valentine's movie to watch, if that. Um. But again. It's just not my cup of tea, and I'm not mocking the people that do like it. Everyone has their likes and dislikes. You know, that's what I love about this country. We're free to have our own opinions. Um, You know, so, and I won't ever knock someone for liking a movie that I hate. Yeah, man. You know what? And that's that's true. And and I'm the same way. Like, you know what, man? You, I, I personally would not recommend watching this movie more than once. I would watch it because it's a classic slasher film. You know, but it's not a great <laughs> slasher yeah. film. Okay. Kills are great in the movie. That's about it, honestly. Uh, acting could have been a little bit uh, better. I think the facial expressions on a lot of people were over the top. Over the top yeah. For me. I mean, uh, and it just froze there. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Jesus. But, uh, you know, again, take a look at it. You know, tell me your opinion. Hell, that's the question of the week right here. Shoot me a message at uh, gmail.com. It's jimmyjentertainment at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you've seen My Bloody Valentine, uh, or if you watched it for the first time after watching this, let me know your thoughts on My Bloody Valentine. Um, it was a nightmare sitting through it with the missus. She was bored, uh, left the bed numerous occasions, popcorn, other things, and phone calls, and just drifted away. <laughs> and yeah. for me, I kind of drifted away too, man, but I just try to stay focused on it. But it's over. We did it. That was a quick little wrap-up of, again, My Bloody Valentine, because it's Valentine's Day. You know, this heart, we have to give you all hearts right here. And we're doing it right now. And that's another part of the movie I'm thinking about. He opens the heart and there's a heart in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that part I like too in the car. And then what the hell was the dog chasing him down? What was that about? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I, we'll I come back makes, like Lassie or something. Like what's going on? Yeah, He's trying to tell him a message. Makes a, he makes, makes a turn and the dog comes out of nowhere. Like did they, like, what was the dog doing? Like, was it just a stray that they said, you know what? We don't have the money to reshoot it. Let's just keep it, you know? It's so. like, oh, well, the dog just came on the scene. Let's just leave it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I forgot to edit that out. It's final. That's it. 
But anyway, guys, My Bloody Valentine, check it out. Um, I don't know where you can find it right now, to be honest with you. I have a yeah. website called Flickster, uh, flickster.to. Uh, you get a membership to them. I, dude, I pay 90 bucks for two years, and they got almost every movie under the sun. But what were you saying? You know where you are? We could find it. Yeah, my- it was. Um, uh, there's an app you can get. I think I watched it on um, Roku. Is an app I have. I think it's called Fright Flicks. And it's a free app, and uh, it was on there. Uh, it was on Netflix, I think, not too long ago. Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. Actually, no, Amazon Prime is where I watch it. I'm sorry. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I can always like on the um, Horror Three Six Five um, Facebook page. I, if I watch a movie, I can say where I watched it. You know, in case anyone wants to watch it. Because, uh, like I said, I am been you know looking for some to relive my 80s childhood and watch <laughs> 80s horror of all types, good or bad. Hey, yeah, you know what, man? Again, 80s horror. No matter if it's good or bad, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch it. And there's going to be other movies that we'll be talking about in the future, folks. So stay tuned for that. You know, we want to have a little bit of everything on Horror 365. We want to give you some movie reviews. We want to talk about different elements of horror. and The, the genre... As a whole, that's what we're going to be covering. Uh, it's just more than interviews. But, well, this week, Brian, last week, we did your top five. This week, here it is. It's my top five. And, I'm and, and I'm excited about it. But before we get into that, I just want to give a shout out right now to some other people that put out some horror content. Because we believe over here, Hard 365, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Dave Brown, Jason West. Uh, for uh, His name was Jason. Okay, there's going to be a premiere party going down. We're going to have more details for you for you uh, as time progresses, so stay tuned on that. Um, I, he also has a page for that on Facebook, correct? He has a page on Facebook and Instagram. And, it, uh, his name was Jason. Now, when you're typing it in, there was a documentary called His Name Was Jason, so make sure you look for a Friday the 13th fan film after that. Okay. And yeah, guys. Like the page. Definitely. Like that page. He's a great individual, great human being. He's going to be coming on the show. Spoiler alert. He's going to be on the show sometime in the near future as well. Uh, also, want to support Slasher Radio, Mikey Bones' is Slasher Radio, uh, Camp Blood Radio. Shout out to them. And shout out to the Chillin' Killing Crew. Brian, if there's anybody else you want to shout out as well, just let, yeah, let's you, think um, right here, man, because you know what? We're, we're all in this together, man. It's, we're one community here. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely shout out to his name is Jason uh, Dave Brown because you just got um, announced on their Facebook page tonight. This guy, me, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Of course, I did. Man, yeah. I, I didn't want to throw that out there. Like this oh, guy I'm, just I'm, always putting himself over. Jimmy no, Jen. no, you know, we got, we got it, we got to announce you because you know Dave saw your work and how you are, and you know he wanted to bring you on his team because he needs that extra energy. And you know what better way to have Jimmy J MC the premiere of his name was Jason, where Friday Thirteenth, the original movie, was filmed. I'm excited, not only because you're going to be there, but hey, you're going to see 10 seconds of myself and my wife in the oh, movie. Oh, d- d- listen, I am waiting. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it already. I mean, d- you've done it a couple times. And, oh, man, it's phenomenal. Just yes. your part in that film. Yeah, folks, I, had, I, had, I, had, I had to practice a long time, you know, and, you know, I was in method the whole day. You know how like Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, is a method yeah. actor, Marlon um, uh, Brando, they're method actors. Yeah, for that whole week, I was method for that Dude, one Dude, how'd scene. you nail that scene? You know, just, just sitting in the mirror, watching myself all day, you know, yeah. looking at my, 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 my ugly mug, 
you know? De- but no. Dedication, I, I, Brian. Dedication. This dedication, guy does it all. Dedication. Jesus. You know, when someone asks me to be in something that they're creating, I got to give my 110%. But, um, but seriously, though, check out His Name is Jason, the trailer on YouTube. It's a phenomenal. It looks phenomenal. Like, if you didn't know it was a fan film, you would be like, when is it coming out in the theaters? That's how great the cinematography looks. Um, uh, it's real quick. The movie is pretty much like uh, Stand By Me meets The Deer Hunter with Jason in there. Nice. It's like that that tone. So, and Dave's worked really hard for the past three years on this. So, I'm happy to see his film come to life. Uh, Camp Blood Radio, Nathan Barker, good, very good friend of mine. Um, he was kind enough to give our show a plug on his show this yeah. past weekend. Again, like you said, the dream work makes the teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yep, you got it. Uh, team, yep, there we go. Teamwork makes the dream <laughs> work. I am like all over. I'm just so no, excited tonight. No, man. Yeah, listen, because, you know, we're, we are uh, a community here. And there's there's people out there in every community that just self-centered. They're focused on their brand and that's it. But you know what? Yeah. Listen, even if those people are like that, I'm still going to put them over because that's the kind of person I am. And that's the kind of person I know you are. And that's what we do here, man. Uh, we, we support everybody uh, in, in the horror community. So, again, yeah. anybody else that comes to mind? I got two more shout-outs. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Tristan of Blood Eye Productions. Oh, yes. Video Tristan. Intro. yes. Big shout-out to Tristan. Phenomenal. I love that intro, dude. Like, I'm yeah. going to have him do every kind of intro to any kind of video that I have going on. And, folks, listen, if you need an intro, please follow this guy, man. Or reach out to me uh, on social media or an email. Jimmy G Entertainment at gmail.com. I'll get you hooked up with Trish, uh, Tristan, Brian as well, South Jersey Jason at gmail.com. Reach out to one of us. We're going to get you hooked up with him because he is, uh, dude, for a young guy, okay, uh, doing this kind of work, it's mm-hmm. outstanding. And when he says he'll get it done, he gets it done. Yep, you know? man, it was like, word. We gave, I gave him like a deadline and he beat it by a couple of days. So he's very dedicated because he's, he, this is what he wants to do as he gets older because he's still a young kid. He's, senior in high school okay so and he does phenomenal work for you know uh high school you know like although you know a lot of people like this this is how technology is now they learn at such a young age you know for us it's a little harder but i mean this is what he wants to do when he grows up he wants to be in the film industry and he's off to a good start and then last but not least i want to give a huge shout out to james ingram of j3 jason costumes who was my sponsor in the cosplay community he, I should have gotten my new costume today, but because of snowstorm, I'm one day behind. But this is my fifth costume that he has made for me. Nice. And um, I'm hoping to do some photos this uh, weekend with it. But he's already started work on the new costume for April. And uh, we have one more costume that we're going to work on, and that will be debuted in June. He's very, he's a great guy. Uh, he makes costumes that is not going to, have you take a second mortgage out on your house. (laughs) So if you're new to the cosplay world or maybe want to try someone different, check them out on Facebook and Instagram, J3 Jason Costumes, and let them know that South Jersey Jason sent you. J3? You said J3? J3 J3 Jason Jason Costumes. Okay, J3 Jason Costumes. James Ingram. Folks. James Ingram. My man, hooking you up right there. If you need a good costume, that's the guy. Uh, Brian, I appreciate you you plugging those uh, individuals. And you know what? Again, folks, please support them. They support us. Uh, and, and not only because they support us, but because, you know what? Again, this is a community that uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Bottom line. That's all I got to tell you right there, folks. The horror community is alive and strong. And we got a lot of things coming up 
this year, but we'll talk about that down the line. Right now, Brian, I know you've been waiting. Okay. Yes. You've been sitting here. You've been biting your fingernails, buddy. I've been losing sleep for a week. No okay. more cuticles. You're losing sleep. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I know. I know. And part of that reason is because you don't want to sleep. You're afraid Freddie's going to get you. But I know the other part of it is because you're just anxious. You're dying to know. You're seeing You're like, Jimmy, what is your top five? And here it is, folks. I know there may be some people wondering, and some people saying, who the fuck cares what Jimmy's top five is? Well, <laughs> here it is. Number five. You ready for it, Brian? I'm ready. Give it to me. Okay. This is what I told you about. Uh, franchise that kind of bought originality okay, okay. okay maybe i'm wrong but you can talk about it okay, Bang. Uh, okay. yeah all right Bang. 1996 um this spot was actually tough because it, it was a lot of honorable mentions a lot of runners up for spot number five but the reason i picked screen is because it resurrected the slasher yes that's what it did because the slashers were done by this mm-hmm. time, you think about it, okay, Freddie was dead. Mm-hmm. Jason went to hell. Michael was all over the map with different kind of movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, what happened? Chucky didn't want to play anymore. We had Ghostface. We had Scream. Uh, and then just thinking about how, how he killed him. He was prank calls. That was big yeah. in the 90s. Like, hello, Sydney. You know, think about that. I used to get prank calls all the time. Okay. And I don't, you know, one reason or another, I don't know why they want to pick on me, but you know, whatever it was, you got it. And then sometimes you just brush it off. But now you get a prank call and wait a minute, somebody's watching you from outside. You know, this movie, it's kind of a scary thought, you know, thinking about it now after seeing this movie, you know, I was younger. So I thought, God damn, somebody's (laughs) going to, by me outside, you know, and people would joke after seeing this movie too. They would call you up the prank calls, the, the fact that it resurrected the slasher. Yes. That was the big thing for me right here. And, and you know, you had Wes Craven direct it. Thank you. Yes. Yes. The master. Okay. Yeah. The one of the only Wes Craven rest. Yes. So, um, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think about it as, as a whole, <clears throat> and I put it in, in the five spot before all the movies, because like, it was well done. You know, it, it was. Um, I, you know, I loved how Drew Barrymore, you think, is going to be the lead actor. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. How was the other time? <laughs> we got whack um, in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it pretty much started the dawn of the high school horror movies, you know? Yeah. Um, I liked the cast, everyone in it, from Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, um Lee Schreiber who was cotton weary um Jamie Kennedy um and who was the other guy who played Stu his name is oh, like Matthew Lillard Matthew Lillard like yep. they they all had great chemistry um I associated with um Jamie Kennedy's character because you know he worked in a video store I yeah worked in, yeah I worked in a CD I could store. see that too yeah yeah, yeah. And you're the horror um, I mean you knew everything about the horror movies yeah that's you it know, right I, <laughs> So it was like watching, you know, another alter ego on screen. Um, and it had a great soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. You know, I had the soundtrack yeah. to it. I This came out when I was a junior, junior in high school. Yeah, junior in high school. So, um, and that was like the craze, you know, everyone Friday night, yeah. the movie theater, it was packed, you know, and it, it spawned all these sequels. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of part three. Uh, part mm. part two and part four were good. Yeah. I was actually watching part two the other night, and 
I forgot like who was in it, like the like the side actors. Yeah. You know? Um and I'm excited for Scream Five. I am too, man. I can't believe yes. it. It's the same cast. Yeah. All the survivors, you know, obviously. But you know, yeah. there, there was talks about Stu. What you know, people you know, were talking about that like he might not really be dead. Yeah, and someone actually did a. I saw a pretty cool graphic. Like in the in the first one, you see Cotton Weary like in a television report in the backseat of a uh, cop car, right? Yeah. So someone took that image but put Stu's burnt face on there uh, from when the TV yeah, dropped. The TV on dropped on, yeah. So I could see that if you know that's a very good fan theory, and you know because you don't know if he, he if he truly died. Yeah, you know? that's true. I mean, um, who was who was the killer? The other killer, um, um, the guy behind you. I, can, oh, I can't think uh, of his name. My God, I, yeah, I, I forgot his name too. But um, you know, he came back and they shot him in the head. So obviously, yeah, he's he's, obviously done. he's done. But get yeah, Stu. Right. I could see Stu, and you know, this what? is a real scream scene. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I'll be right back. <laughs> or like, uh, uh, I, I, you know, did you uh, you really call the cops? You, you really call dude. the cops? <laughs> <laughs> So I I could see that you know because he 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 um has the disfigured face maybe they put him in an asylum somewhere he yeah. escapes I like it you know um, oh that would good. close up the series if they did something like that that would close it well this well, one's serving as as a soft reboot so we'll we'll see you know um, and also it spawned. Uh, Three seasons of on a TV show, yeah. And MTV, you know, released it a couple years ago. And the first, it had promise. The first two oh, yeah. seasons had promise. They didn't use any any storyline um, as a whole new. I didn't like the new mask for it. Um, the third season debuted on VH1, I think, or some some off no. channel. And they brought back Ghostface, but very cliche. I. It was only six episodes, and I was just like, it was like pulling pins out of me. But yes, yeah, Scream, good way to start off. Dude, I had to, man. And, you know, thinking about it when I first watched this, or even, you know, watching it a couple times after, like, you didn't know who the killer was. Mm-hmm. And it had you guessing. Like, you really, yeah. sometimes, a lot of times, you could tell from the beginning, uh, judging by, you know, people's reactions and mannerisms in the movie. And just You just know. This one, actually, I, I didn't know. I didn't know who it could be. You know, who was it? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's what that um, that element is another reason why I enjoyed this movie so much. Uh, and even to this day, it's just it's a classic. Like you said, the, the yeah. theme, the soundtrack to it, uh, the, the the cast, you know, David Arquette. OK, I love David Arquette, man. Um, yeah, he's it, great. It, yeah. And, and speaking so, of which, his um, documentary is now on Hulu. If you have Hulu, um, I watched that uh, a couple weeks ago. It was about him wanting to get back into wrestling. Yeah. So if you have Hulu, I highly suggest watching it. You won't be disappointed. What's the name of the doc? I, I uh, oh, something gosh. I've been wanting to watch for like God something knows like long. everyone wants to kill David Arquette or something like that. Um, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries, man. So definitely, yeah, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, they're going to be coming back on uh, on the scene and scream, scream five. I hope that this is the final one though for the franchise. That's, uh, you know, because like, I mean, how many more could you really make? I mean, the storyline's pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I, I think like to your point, Scream 2 was solid. Scream 4 was solid. 3 is iffy, but it, it, I don't know, it's doable. You know, it's watchable. 
So let's see what they do with five. The, the good thing about this is, again, the continuity, the fact that they still have the same cast members, Nev Campbell coming back as well. Uh, you got it. I'm, I'm assuming. I seen you over there. Uh, yes. Um, is it? it is called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. You Cannot Kill David so, Arquette. Make sure to check it out. It's basically, you know, talks about how he's just not, his star power is just kind of down ever since yeah. basically he did Ready to Rumble. His, uh, I yeah. love that movie. People don't like I liked it. That's it one of my too. favorite I too. liked it too. So that's pretty much when his career went down and he won the WCW championship. Um, they they shit it on him, man. I don't know why they shit it on him because of poor booking. They said yeah. from, uh, you know, Vince Russo and other guys, but it's, but um, it's a, basically it's his redemption. It's a little bit scripted, especially when he's in Mexico training with the luchadors. But when you watch him wrestle after he, you know, he trains, he's not a bad wrestler with someone who doesn't have that, history behind them yeah. being a wrestler you know so all right scream number five number out. five okay now you're ready for number four here it is i'm number four bang okay final, final destination. destination okay so <laughs> now most of these in here uh pretty much all of them but this one that is another spoiler alert now, i'm not even gonna say it. i don't want to spoil it but people that know me know i'm a slasher guy okay this film right here not a slasher film. Okay. This film scares the shit out of me to this day that I see it. And I'm going to tell you a little backstory on Final Destination. So the first time I seen this movie was 2001, the day before 9-11. Mm. I don't know if I told you this one, Brian. No. But, uh, well, here it is. So I'm sitting down. I'm watching the movie, seeing the movie. I'm still staring at the TV screen after it's all said and done. Nervous. I'm in the house. I'm like shocked. I never seen something like this before. Because it's, it's very real. Things like this can happen. And it makes you think, like, you got to watch every little thing you do, you know? And I go to the bedroom. I'm, like, trying to get my mind off the movie, and I'm playing a video game. I believe it was PlayStation original. I forgot what game it was. Could have been Gex. Uh, old school. Yeah, fans maybe know what Gex is. But anyway, I'm over there playing. My mother always likes to listen to music. So she had a stereo system right near the game I was playing, and she was playing Light FM. And what song came on? No lie, was the John Denver, Colorado Rocky Mountain oh, High. Dude, I, I dropped the game. That's it. I'm going to bed. I'm not dealing with this. I said, "My shut the radio." I was nervous. I was shaking tonight. I said, "What's going? What the hell's wrong with you?" I said, "I just seen this movie, Final Destination, and I just heard that. So that song was in the movie. It's a plane crash. This is gonna be a plane crash." And my mother thought I was absolutely insane. Right? I just had this feeling, though, Brian. I had this feeling like it was real. And next day was 9-11. I mean, cold a coincidence, but that rocked me, yeah. man, even, even to this day. And I'm terrified even before seeing this movie. I never like getting on a plane. Yeah. Never like getting on, and so it's like terrified of getting on planes. And then seeing I, this I, now, I, I, oh, my God, seeing this movie. <laughs> forget about it. I need a couple shots, maybe a bottle before I get on the plane. But it, it's rough, man. But this movie, folks, if you haven't seen it, watch this movie. And please don't watch it alone. And please don't watch it before you get on a flight. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. I thought that it was it was put together so well. And, yeah. and the details and how they did it and how the kills happened. And uh, the series of events that took place in this movie. You know, a kid has a premonition about the plane exploding. All of a sudden, it happens. And then the survivors, though, because they got off the plane. He got them off the plane. Now they start dying in the order they would have died in. And it's just so real. So real in this movie. Um, 
and again you have to this a favorite day. death scene in, from that movie oh god man um what gets me is the kid that in the shower that, Which the one? That, that, nah. the first one that, that oh yeah the, yeah 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 the friend the yep. that yep. one got got me what caught me like off guard completely is the woman that gets hits by the bus got yes. hit by the bus excuse me yeah i was like oh jesus christ like yeah but the signs like you started seeing okay the signs are there and then the cameo by tony todd you know mm-hmm. coming like as if he is death, death. himself yeah. it's like you don't want to fuck yeah. with that mag daddy yeah. <laughs> he's over there in the embalming fluid <laughs> My favorite death scene was Stifler getting like decapitated after like the I think the train hits the car like the the train <laughs> yeah, the yeah. car stalls on the tracks and the train hits it and I think he gets decapitated by a hubcap and, yeah it was uh, something because he was like flipping out because he he was like uh, I don't know he he was like the I think he was like the jock or like, I think he might have been one of the jocks or something um, but he was just his anxiety was getting the best of him and he was going into a tangent and then the hubcap just like decapitates him. Um, yeah, I like the film. It was, to me, it was uh, something, uh, maybe not so much original, but a new idea, an old take. Um, so we have Devin Sawa, who was Casper. And if you remember that yeah. movie from like the early 90s. <laughs> um, Allie Larder, who was like the love interest. Little known fact, if you don't know, she's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey originally. So um, another New Jersey connection right there. And uh, it spawned like five sequels. I like the second one. The one scene that always, well, the scene that got me in the second one was when the girl's dreaming of the car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the truck with the logs. Yeah. So whenever, you know, we're behind (laughs) a truck with logs. I go to Irene because Irene drives when we go out of state. Yeah. And I'm like, you remember watching Final Destination 2? <laughs> Yo, get so, out of the way. Oh, man, dude. Yeah, like, I, I see, because that's another one that's very real. The first yeah. two, you had the plane and then the car. And, and you're, we're driving in cars almost every day, if not every day. Yeah. And, and it yeah. makes you wonder, oh, gee, you start paying attention. You watch this movie, you're going to start paying attention to everything you're doing. You, you can go insane, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And, you know, it got campy with part three because it was in 3D. And I believe yeah. that was the roller coaster was like the theme, like they died on the roller coaster. So I think it's Bond actually, there's a total of five of them, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But the original is good. And another, the airplane crash footage was actually from the 19... TWA Flight 800, I think. TW, which, yep. you know, that's a big mystery because there's reports that we shot it down. If you yeah. watch the videos, they, they don't know why it went down, but people... We're saying they saw um, something in the air with a stream behind it. So who knows, you know? And um, I have I have high anxiety when we fly. I don't like to fly because those types of movies are in my mind. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, definitely, man. So this is number four. I want to keep it uh, moving along here, folks, because uh, you know later on down the line we'll probably be reviewing some of these movies more in depth. Uh, but yeah, man, Final Destination. For number three now, getting off of that because I'm thinking about it. I'm getting getting the jitter over here. I'm, I'm starting to shake over here, Brian. I don't want to. I don't want to go to sleep tonight. I'm looking around. Anything on the floor? Let me make sure. Anyway, number three, folks. Bang. Mm. There it is. Right, right up your alley. Right up there your alley. Go. Jason lives. Okay, Jason lives. My favorite in the Friday Thirteenth franchise. And why I put this at number three before the others is because slashers. I love slashers. And when I think of it, you know, um, it's tough to pick my favorite slasher. You know, you, they, up there, Freddie, Jason, Michael. 
That's it. But Friday the 13th, okay, we talked about the original. We talked about that, you know, last week on your, on your top five. Mm-hmm. Six, why? It was just something, like, if you watch one, two, three, four, it's like, okay, makes sense. Five, then something completely different. Then we get back to this Jason. This Jason is not like a regular human Jason. This Jason is, I don't know if you want to call it the zombie Jason or, or don't say that. Yeah, I know you're going to, no, you're gonna, no, you're no gonna zombie, no zombie. No, not zombie. He, no, but he's he, like, he doesn't eat brains. That's um, right. He's not the zombie. Right. Jason. So he's, he's a revenant. There it is. The that, revenant. There you go. Yes. Correct terminology. Sorry, I, I, correct I, I don't want to get slashed. Okay. <laughs> this is South Jersey. Be very careful how I talk about Friday 13th here. Uh, but yeah, so this film, you know, I don't know from the beginning to the end, the soundtrack was the first thing I got. Yeah. Okay. You know, Alice Cooper. I love it. Okay. Uh, teenage Frankenstein. Uh, the man behind the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I love the soundtrack behind it. I love the kills and how he kills them. Uh, I love the fact that he is just unstoppable in yeah. this one. Okay. And that's what gets me too. Um, you know, and the storyline behind it, like Tommy's here, he's old. He's like, I got to kill this guy once and for all. And he's trying to bring, the, bring awareness to the town. And they're not believing him. I'm like, no, no, we're not trying to bring that legend back. And, you know, can't blood and all this other stuff. It's Forrest Green now, I believe the, the yep. name was. And, you know, and it's just like how it was done and between, like I said, the soundtrack, the kills and everything and the ending of the movie um, and, and the fact that Jason just destroyed everybody in town. And it came down to literally Tommy and uh, – wow, I forget the name. The, the chief's uh, daughter. Megan. Uh, Megan. There it is. Her yeah. name. And, and it was just uh, that ending scene, you know, yeah. burning the boat. That That's what got me to And how it ended, it's perfect. It's like, okay, Jason's back where he was originally. He's in, uh-huh. you know, in the water. So yeah. it was like a perfect close to, I, I believe, a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Um, but Brian, like now that I brought this up and you huge in the Friday the 13th community, I know this has to be, if not one, your favorite movie, is this, is it your favorite? I believe it's you said it was. Of, right? Or it's up yeah, there. I have, I have um, so other than the original, I go yeah. from like two to four. I have a favorite out of that and it's four. And then for the Undead, undead Jason, um, it is this one. Um Tommy McLaughlin's a huge universal uh, horror fan. So there's a lot of those elements in the movies, most notably in the beginning when Tommy's taking the rod and poking them and then lightning hits it. So we have Frankenstein. Yeah, like Frankenstein, basically. exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I didn't think of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, the, gas, the, the gas station where he's parked at is called Karloff Station. Okay. So we have uh, the, a little the, east. The yeah. yeah. Um, again, you know, CJ Graham took on the role of Jason and oh. he was in, he was in every scene except for two. And that was when they first opened the, um, the uh, coffin. And then um, in one of the scenes uh, when he's killing the, uh, the paintballers, other okay. than that, he was in everything. And, you know, again, we have, uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember. Ron Palillo, Horshack from Welcome Back Hotters, Tommy's friend. Uh, well, he didn't fare well, you know, no. too much in it. <laughs> no. Like you said, the soundtrack was fantastic. I liked the cast. They were the 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 the, the uh, camp counselors were likable. I just wish we had more of them a little bit, you know, get to know them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the kills in the movie were awesome. What's your favorite yeah. kill in the movie? Oh, dude, there was there were so many good ones. I like the one when he's uh, jamming. The teenage Frankenstein, the guy, and he's yeah. like sitting there, teenage, and it's so funny and ironic. He takes a knife, puts it right in his temple, like Frank, you know, like a, almost like a teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there he is, and uh, that kill, I enjoyed that one. But like another one, 
Um, Jesus, what was it when the with the the, the chief man? It was brutal, man. Um, oh, he breaks his back. Yeah, it breaks his back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. It, it, all the kills in here were, were brutal, uh, and again, unstoppable. And it just built Jason up so much that like forget any other forget part five like you forget some of the other parts man this one right here showed you a different side of jason a different jason to begin with honestly man yeah it yeah. set the tone for like the the next the sequels to follow uh in a way you know uh, some of them yeah. people questionable people say but you know what it just we, we're in this whole other now okay this is new jason here it is jason lives it's the beginning of the new jason so uh, th- this was it for me, man. And it's just, I don't know. And it's also one nostalgia purposes also, because like when I was younger, this was like the first Jason, fr- first Friday the 13th movie that I've seen. I rented at a video store, at Blockbuster. Went there. I got this one. It was by my aunt's house and started watching. I'm like, I got hooked, hooked on mm-hmm. Friday the 13th from this point. So this was the one for me. Uh, but yeah, man, love it. Sheriff Garris, the gentleman who played him, actually grew up in Summers Point, New Jersey, outside of Ocean City. And I can say I was born in the same hospital as Sheriff Garish. Hey, uh, hey. Friday 13, Friday 6. And then um, um, Vinny Guastafaro, who played Deputy Rick, um, he's actually cousins with uh, uh, two girls I went to high school with. You know, so small world, man. Small world, but those are my little facts. But uh, Camp Daniel Morgan was where the movie was filmed in Georgia, and they are they now started doing weekend trips there. So for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what are we looking at? What's the price? Hundred and fifty dollars. What for three days? For three days, and you can either sleep in the cabin or you can tent. Now there is no air conditioning in the cabins obviously it's a summer camp um and you have to bring your own food but for 150 bucks and if you're a diehard fan the only thing is you gotta you you gotta um you gotta sweat it out yeah sweat it out in that georgia heat (laughs) um so actually this august they're having two events one on friday 13th weekend for 150 dollars, and then um the next one is i think maybe a week or two later it's 250 dollars but you're going to have Tom McLaughlin there oh. first time back to the camp in, you know, 36 years. Cause this is the 35th anniversary of Jason. Lynch. Yeah. So um, even if it, they're not doing something, this is how cool the camp is. You drive up, you knock on the office door. Hey, I'm a fan of the franchise. Do you mind if I walk around? Yeah, not a problem. Here's the keys to the cabins. Just make sure you lock up when you're done and return them. So what? it's, I mean, yeah. dude, can, can, can we have Jason, like a cosplayer, stalk us like during the whole time? I mean, we're, you, we're gonna you want to have it, we could do it. I yeah, mean, I know, I know a really good Jason Lives cosplayer from 13 Gallows Lane. Um, short plug to them. Check them out on Instagram or Facebook. He did some incredible Jason Lives uh, photo shoot over this past summer, and they recreated scenes from the movie. Nice. And it's, it's phenomenal. So go check them out. But, yeah, definitely if you're in the Georgia area, Camp Daniel Morgan, you can find them on Facebook. They have a website, I believe. I don't know the name of the group that runs it offhand, but actually, if you, it's the same guy that owns a replica of the Myers house in North Carolina. Oh, shit. Wow. So he does like all these types of events. So if you look him up on Facebook, I'll um, give you the information and we can put it in show information, but they actually just did a weekend at the conjuring house. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's gotta be nice too, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, spooky. 
Yeah, because yeah, that that so. was that was based on true events. I mean, that's another mm-hmm. thing that we we should talk about when we have like a little paranormal episodes yeah. because there, there, there's some things i know you've seen been through i've been through mm-hmm. we, we'll talk about that down the line but dude something like this is a steal three days 150 bucks you got to check it out 100 yeah. percent. i'm definitely gonna do it i'll sweat it out i don't care brian i'm not me I, I, heat, I, but... I can't i can't do that i don't nope. camp i glamp i need air conditioning i'm a diva okay <laughs> look at you it's like i don't need no cat i need a resort all right all right listen you're not a cheap date damn it jesus no. but you know what you know if you want to go there someday we'll do a road trip my friend we, yeah we should definitely we, it would be great for the filming on location Oh, yeah. Different footage. Jason Lives, folks, though. Number three. If you haven't seen this movie, you've been living under a rock. But please check it out. Uh, One of the best, if not the best, in the franchise, in my opinion. Now, number two. Come on, Brian. Getting close. What have we got? Uh, You know it was on I knew it was somewhere. We're going to talk about number one here because it was was so tough. Well, we'll get into that. I think I know what it is. What do you think? Let me me hear it. Halloween Resurrection. He got it. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Resurrection. Please, if I said resurrection, they're gonna fucking cancel this show. That's it. No, people are like they're not gonna follow us. We're gonna lose everything. I know. That's it. And this is only episode two, so it's like we don't have much <laughs> as it is, but we're not gonna gain anything. But anyway, <laughs> number two, okay, is Dream Warriors. Now, I'm not gonna talk a lot about this movie because I know we discussed it last week, last episode. But I want to tell you why for me this movie. Okay. I may have said it last week, but I'm going to say it again. First and foremost, this is this is the sequel that tied things back together. Okay, kind of closed those loose ends because the original, uh, you know, with Nancy and her father and everybody, and then we went from that movie. We went to two, which didn't follow sequence, which was its own movie. Now we go to three where she returns and it's like, oh, wow, you know, she's back on the scene. Her father's back there. Now we have a cast of a whole crew of dream warriors of people, the last of the Elm Street survivors, so to speak, that are being stalked by Freddy Krueger again. And they're joining forces finally because Freddy in the first two, like he was toying with everybody, man. He dominated. And now people are starting to fight back. Okay. And they team up. They're like, you know, we got to stop this guy. So they made like this whole like team, this this Avengers feel to it, okay? And we're going out there. We have our superpowers now in our dreams, and we're going to fight this guy. We're going to fight Freddy Krueger and uh, try to destroy him. But that aspect of the movie, mixed in with the fact that it tied up those loose ends, mixed in with the nostalgia fact that this was, when I was younger, one of those movies that I seen um, for this the first Nightmare on Elm Street that I that I remember seeing, okay? And I thought it was like, it wasn't really scary to me, but it was something that I just thoroughly enjoyed because of, I guess, the way he was killing him, the fact that, you know, how the storyline was. And as I got older, I, I dug more into it. Like I just told you, like it was, it was that whole thing. It was the whole story behind it. And, and the fact that now from this part on, we started seeing obviously a little more comical Freddie. I mean, he started making, you know, some jokes in the movie, some one-liners, uh, but this was that, Dead in the middle movie. Okay, so you got you still got that scary Freddy, but you had some comedy Freddy in this movie, and then it kind of set the tone for the next couple of uh, sequels after that. For part four, we had the you know remaining survivors, Dream Warriors that got killed, and then we seen some more group of people, and then we just so on and so forth. But this was the movie, man. This was it that did it for me. I, I thought it was just it was well done. Wes Craven, uh, the storyline behind it, uh, the cast. Just think about the cast. In this movie as well, um, Robert England really—he's the guy. 
uh, in all mm-hmm. the Freddy movies. But, you know, had the lagging camp coming back, um, Saxon coming back. And, um, you know, we've seen like Kincaid added that different element, that, that tough element to it. And then we had, you know, all different kind of personalities with these kids. And then it's personalities that we can all relate to. Somebody could relate to everybody in here. And then the effects, talk about the effects. Like we talked about it last week, the puppet master over here mm-hmm. with that, that kid. I forgot the name of, of him in the movie. Was it Phil? Could have been Phil. Maybe it was, Phil. It was Phil, yeah. Yeah. And, and the yeah. way it was done, how he had like his veins over here and he was walking. Yeah. And, dude, great. Okay, and just, the Freddy worm, too, or whatever you want to call it. The worm, right? Yeah, that yeah. giant tremor of Freddy yeah. Krueger or something like that. <laughs> just trying to swallow. Uh, yeah, th- that scene when Nancy sees him for the first time and he's like, you, you know? Yeah, just like that. Like that that, that yeah. was it right there. He's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. You again? I I got to kill her. You know, like Freddy's, Freddy's after and um, and the whole crew. And he knows, like. Okay, now this is going to be this is a challenge because they they're putting up a fight, man. They're not scared. I mean, they may be, but they're not showing it. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to they're trying to defeat uh, Freddy in this movie. And the fact that they kind of had all these powers um, in this movie to fight him that's what made it even more interesting. Um, so I think like Dream Warriors at the best out of the whole franchise, in my opinion. Uh, Can you imagine if they had a Nightmare on Elm Street game like they did with Friday the 13th. Oh, man. And you had the Dream Warriors in there. Dude, it was like Double Dragon mixed with Street Fighter. Who, who, would, you, who would you pick as a playable character if that was ever to happen? Well, let's see. I, Kincaid because of the strength maybe. But then thinking about it, maybe I would want to be the Wizard Master. <laughs> I, that's going to be yeah, my choice. I right? was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what he said in the movie. Just like, come on, demon, be gone. Or something like yes. that. <laughs> So, yeah, but you know what? There's gonna be there's gonna be a wheelchair coming after him somewhere in a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not gonna want to fight. Uh, what's your name in a dark alley, man? Um, Taryn. Oh, Terry. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that for Taryn, yeah, Taryn. Yep. Taryn, yeah, man. So yeah. it was it was just it was well done, man. And it's a movie that I can watch, and my wife can tell you over and over again. Uh, the fact that you know we're in um, yeah. Weston Hills, you know, we see we see that, and then uh, you know that that starts it up too, man. Like it, in the in the franchise, I think we see that again. Down the line in, in a later scene, Freddy, uh, Fre- Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, yeah. so that was and cool Hypnosil about that. Comes back, yeah. Hypnosil and all yeah. that. So this they took a lot from this movie for other sequels, man. Whether it was yeah. some cast members, whether it was just the elements of the movie, they always refer back to this one. I never really see him like maybe a little bit of the first one, but then they never go back to two. Uh, no. Very rarely go back to one. It's like three is like the revelation, so to speak. We had the Genesis yeah. with one. Now it's like the revelation with three. So yeah. that's why, that's why I, I yeah. enjoyed this one. Um, and also it had another great um, theme song, dream warriors by oh. the, great, the great hair band, Dokken. Dokken, my man. <laughs> yeah, it's dream warriors. And then into the fire. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So like the soundtrack behind it too, scream yeah. 1980s, man. And yeah. it just, if you've never seen this movie, and I said it before the other one, this this is it's a travesty, man. You should not even call yourself a horror fan. Uh, you know, if you love the eighties, you have to you have to have seen this movie. Nightmare on Elm Street, Three Dream Warriors. I there's nothing really more we could say because we touched on everything last week and this week, but yes, it is also part of my top five, Brian. It's number two though. I'm, but I'm see number one. Yeah. yeah. So then this is this is tough. Folks. And, and you're gonna call me. <laughs> where are you, you little shit, Andy? <laughs> Andy, we're gonna have lots of fun. I can do a little good, good Chucky voice. You we're do play a game. Hide the soul. <laughs> there you go, Charles Lee. Ray, Great right sport. 
<laughs> here we go. So here we go. So uh, now, number one, it's cheating. It's cheating because it, there's two movies, and I can't, I can't pick, Brian. I can't pick. So I'm going to show you number one right now. Bang. Ah. Halloween 2. And also, number one, Halloween okay. 2018. Michael Myers, to me, has always been the, you're my go-to slasher, my favorite slasher. And it's because of the fact, number one, that this could really be just a psychotic individual. It, it could be real. You know, we're not going to have anybody kill us in our dream and we die in real life. Freddy Krueger, that's not going to happen. I mean, the whole concept behind it is great. Jason, boy drowning, coming back. Again, not really that believable, but Michael Myers, you could see a psychotic, you know, individual out there going around killing people. So now the original Halloween would have been up here because it's so simple. You know, I know you had it also uh, up there for you last week. I think it was number one for you. Number I believe two. it was not, no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was two. Yeah, was, oh my, what am I talking about? It was two. Of course, <sighs> Friday Thirteen was one. I'm forget. This is where my mind is at, folks. But anyway, you know. I thought about one and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's great because it's a classic, but I don't want to go with it because it's a classic. So two has a lot of significance to it for me personally, because it was the first movie that I watched with the missus and she is a huge Halloween fan. Uh, she loves one and two. Okay. And this one, uh, just, we can watch this one part two over and over again. But I think it was because of the fact that, you know, we started seeing more of Michael Myers in part two. I was, I'm going to transition right here in part two. We started seeing exactly, you know, Michael Myers is not just a regular human. Okay. He shot him six times and the guy got up and, he, and then there's scenes in this movie that they take and put it in 2018, like that scene yeah. in the middle of the street with the boom box and everything. And yeah. now we start seeing, okay, he's hunting Jamie Lee Curtis in this one, you know, he's going for her and, you know, more kills, more vicious. And we started seeing who Michael Myers really was in part two. Um, and the whole, especially with the ending scene with the Donald Pleasance, he's Donald Pleasance made honestly, these movies in yeah. my opinion, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, incredible actor, uh, great job in one and two, uh, very believable. So, I mean, that alone, Donald Pleasance alone was another mm -hmm. reason I could throw it out there, but why it's tied with 2018. I'm going to tell you why, because I look at 2018 and, it takes place after part one. It's like part two never existed. So it's right. essentially part two as well, but a newer version. And they stayed true to the, to the storyline of one with Jamie Lee Curtis and the fact of, you know, how post-traumatic stress disorder can affect people. You know, the fact that she's locked up in her house. She's scared to even do anything. She's just obsessed with Michael Myers, with making sure that he's dead and he stays away. You know, and, and the fact of, you know, all this real life, uh, these real life things that could happen to people and that factor, that plays a big part in why this is number one to me. Um, and I look at 2018 and I think that honestly, the Michael Myers in this movie and how this was done, I, I enjoyed it better than two. I think two's yeah. up there and I, it was tough to pick because of nostalgia, because it was original. But the Michael that we got in this movie was better than the Michael I've seen back in the day. Okay, and that, yeah, that's my opinion. He was we, very brutal in this one. Not as brutal know? as Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, which well, is... Well, that's in a whole different oh, universe. God. We yeah. won't even get into that. Wait, let's not get into that because I'm going to get crucified for that. Yeah, alone. and I'll crucify you. Um, yeah, you know, the, just the opening scene to the uh, 2018 where they're in the asylum 
and you know the inmates are out you know chained up you know and, and you just see like real quick the side of michael yeah. and i instantly saw on his neck where he got stabbed with the uh, crocheting needle you know and then he still you know in the original movie you see he has like a deformed eye and you see that in this one um and then when he puts on that mask like the car trunk you know he puts oh, it on when he puts that on and yeah i got chills you feel my back yeah yes. man you feel like oh shit yeah, michael's the here the tempo of the music was yep. great um you know who i felt bad for when he died was the dad is he he was like a yeah. he was like a lovable person you know yeah he just and- didn't want- <laughs> I, I did feel bad. I felt bad for him. Like, come on, the guy's just trying to help out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I mean, when we first meet him, he's like, honey, I got peanut butter, uh, peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, and they really made, they, they really ugly Jamie Lee Curtis up in this movie to oh, look yeah. like an old haggard woman. Yeah. She is very beautiful. And to see her look like, um, you know, uh, just someone walking down the streets of Millville on a Friday night, I was just like, (laughs) she did a great job. And, you know, even the daughter, I love the actress who played the daughter. And when she's all acting afraid and she's like, gotcha, you know, Um, like I said last week, if they were to just finish it off with 2018, I would have been satisfied. But the fact that we're getting, I knew there was going to be more. I knew it. And, you know, we should have gotten it this past October. So yeah, Halloween sure. kills. It's coming out so, this year, though. We're praying. I mean, we're getting <laughs> yeah. we're getting back to where we need to be. You know, um, when you're listening to this, Murphy just uh, increased the inside capacity to 35 percent. Let's go. And took out the curfew. So I'm hoping by October we'll be able to go to the movies so I can see Halloween kills. But you know what? If it's going to be video on demand, I'm going to rent it. You know, so. Well, listen, I'm excited for it, Brian, because you know what? We got this one, then we got Halloween Ends they were talking about as well. So that's probably going to be, hopefully, the conclusion of of everything. Because you know what? You know, I'm assuming this is just like, okay, we're going to go with one. We're going to forget every other sequel. And we're going you know, I sometimes like that formula, but sometimes I don't like it because I like part four. I do, too. And people, like, for some reason, they get at me for liking part four because it's like, oh, well, Michael's not... Like uh, burnt or something in the beginning of the movie, yeah. and and it's like, oh, it doesn't make sense. But I think that part in particular, part four, was another one, and that's another one I was struggling to see if I was going to put it up here because that's another movie I can watch over and over. Because yeah. again, they kept the storyline relevant, and and Michael and the way he was in that movie as well, man. Like I, I don't know, I don't know. I just enjoyed uh, the chemistry with the characters and that he's coming back, and this is this is the return of Michael Myers after three seasons of the witch he's back here. And, um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily enjoy Michael himself in the movie and how he moved. Not at all, but just, uh, everything else in the movie just made perfect sense in the feel Mm -hmm. of it too. But back, you know, 2018, very vicious, like you said, and the real Michael Myers vicious, not like a Rob zombie, Michael. Um, and, and you just, you knew it. This is a man that has psychological issues. Yeah, in the psych ward, but you felt his presence. Okay, everybody in that psych ward knew who Michael Myers was, and they felt it. And everybody, even when the wind was blowing and, and you heard the figure, all the things in the background, all the people going nuts, mm-hmm. it felt like something bad because, like, yeah, this is the, the guy. This, is, yeah. this is the Grim yeah. Reaper right here. 
and you felt that. And when he put on that mask, like you said, it was game over, man. After yeah. that whole uh, the truck, or the, the bus, that was it. You knew. Oh, he when escaped. he killed the kid, he killed. Oh, the, he killed the, the kid. kid. Thank you. Yes. He's like this guy doesn't care age, fuck age. Doesn't matter how old you are. I'm on. I'm on a path. To, you know, to get Jamie Lee Curtis to kill the family. Uh, Michael was stopping at nothing, man. I think the most brutal kill, though, was uh, the guy that played, uh, you know, Loomis in the movie, or the doctor. The psychiatrist oh, Dr. Movie. Farzan Dr. Far- or something. Yeah, not Loomis. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah Farzan. Where he yeah. stepped, oh, my God, just crushed his skull. I didn't like him to begin with, you know, and that was probably I can't believe he turned. Of- like, he lost his well, mind, too. I, I, I felt there was, there, he was like a red herring, and I when when it, when I my guess was right. I'm like that's what lost it for me was just that one part. But other than that, but I had to say the MVP, my favorite character in the film was Julius, the little boy getting babysat. Um, Julian or Julius? Oh yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Great. <laughs> and I said if they were to do an H2O of H18, get Kevin Hart to be the adult Julian. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Yo, when he was out of there, he was booging it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm surprised he he was like he might kind of like when he ran out of there, it was like Reggie from Friday Thirteen Part Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, <laughs> yo, that, that kid was great in that movie, man. Um, and I even think um I forget I forget her name, but um Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. Uh, yeah, in the movie she did a great job. A yeah, great actress. Um, you know the cast. I can't say anything bad about the cast in, in, in this movie. And it, again, you know it's hard to pick between number two. And this one only pretty much based for nostalgia purposes, honestly, because number well, two and it has significance number two wasn't the Rob Zombie number two. Yes, no, 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 it's not Rob <laughs> Zombie number two. Uh, and and this Halloween remake, I'm interested to see, folks. You know, that that's my top five. Let me just end it on that note. That that's my top five. And you know, some of these movies and even some of Brian's movies that we talked about last week, we're going to have some reviews on them down the line where we get a little more in depth. We don't want to break every single movie down, you know, right now. Uh, I know, you know, for me, when it comes to me explaining things with some horror movies, a lot of it's just like superficial and is very, I can't really get in depth about the reasons why I enjoy them because I just enjoy them. You know, I just love horror and I just love, you know, the way the movie is done and the story behind it. And I can't really tell you exactly but what helped me figure it out was nostalgia, was storylines, was you know originality, um, you know, because a lot of movies are remade nowadays, man. And these movies were part of that original era, excluding obviously, you know, 2018 Halloween. But all the other movies were original, you know, Final Destination is another movie. Like if a movie could scare the shit out of me. You know, and and do and do a good job, like where I can mm-hmm. watch it today, and I could still get scared and and not want to get on a plane, okay, and be careful about every little thing I do, dude. That's that's one of the top horror movies of all time in my book, okay. Right. But the other ones again, slashers, uh, slasher fan, and folks, hey, listen, it's my top five. If you have a comment about any one of my top five, I'm willing to listen to it. You can shoot me uh, an email at Jimmy J Entertainment at gmail.com but uh brian listen man you know i want to know your thoughts overall on these uh top five movies that i just delivered well yeah you know um when i'm looking back at them is what we had scream and then we had what was your what was your number four again i'm sorry uh, num- number four was final destination we had scream final five four final destination mm-hmm. three was jason lives two was dream warriors one was a tie between halloween two yeah and okay 2018 so with the first two, that's your childhood right there. Because they came out when you were fairly young. 
you know, and yeah. it left an impression on you, you know? So, and with Scream, that revi- like you said, revitalized the slasher movies because their whole method of killing was inspired by various horror films. You know, they even they even quoted one of my top five. <laughs> they said we all go a little mad sometimes. Norman Bates from Psycho. So, um, you know, I you know, like I said, Scream's a great choice to start it off with. Being a slasher fan, Final Destination, those deaths, you know, in the first one could be things that could really happen to you. As you know, the movies went on, they got a little campy and a little too gimmicky, you know, with the deaths. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, love it. You know, that was in my Just top a classic, five. Yeah. You know, and um, he had some other great things. Like, you know, he started getting comical with the Welcome to Prime Time bitch. But when Kristen was also uh, dreaming, um, she dreamt of like basically the opening scene where the mom comes home from the date and oh. her boyfriend goes, her boyfriend goes, "Hey, babe, where's the bourbon? <laughs> I'll be right there." And then, you know, he like takes her and he's like, I was like, where's the fucking bourbon? And like decapitates <laughs> her, you know? And then you had Zsa Zsa Gabor getting uh, attacked by Freddy when she's watching TV. Um, so yeah, part three was just great with, uh, you know, like you said, it, 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 it tied up the loose ends. And then um, Jason Lives, you know, uh, I don't even have to go more in, in yeah. about that. And then, yeah, Halloween 2. Um, you know, it's it, that's when we were introduced to the brother sister angle. Yeah. But with the with the um, follow up in eighteen, got rid of all that. But I can say in the next Halloween, Halloween Kills, they are going back to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. So Ooh. I don't know if it's going to be flashbacks or if if it's going. I'm I'm assuming it's not going to be flashbacks, but we are going to, I believe, from what I heard, hear what happened. The night he got caught in the original, yeah, really. So see, yes. this is what I'm enjoying about the new uh, sequels. So like in in 2018 and, and beyond now, is the fact that they're also tying up loose ends and they're staying mm-hmm. true to the original story. You know, and that's that's big because you know when you look at the other sequels. After two, you know, three was something completely different. It was mm-hmm. a standalone movie, no, not even Michael Myers in it. You know, four, it's like, oh, we, we got to bring him back, you know? And they try to create a story out of that, which I thought was good. I think they did yeah. a good job with four. Five? Yeah. Uh, little bit, but it was it was off, man. And then well, it just starts drifting away a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Halloween, I think, out of all the slashers, has... You know, it had a lot of, um, I mean, they all had a lot of sequels, but Halloween is the only one that's kind of like all over the place. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but at least man. he wasn't in space. He yeah, wasn't in space, in space, but he did resurrect. And I don't know why they resurrected him. <laughs> I in just that movie. hope in this follow up, Halloween Kills, and we see how he got arrested, they at least take his mask off when he's in jail. Because in part five, they had him handcuffed in the yeah. cell, but still with his mask on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just leave it on. Why not? It looks yeah. good. For, like, yeah, I don't understand it, but like I want to see this now because um, I'm interested to see how they end this. You know, the whole new yeah. sequels uh, to, to Halloween or whatnot, man. So it's cool that they still like you think about it, and this is the impact of of '80s horror movies and slasher films. We're still talking about it today, 2021. Okay, that just goes to show you, and and not only are we talking about it, the merchandise sales. Mm-hmm. If you look at the merch sales, 
dude, it's through the roof. You put Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Friday the 13th up against any other franchise in the game, sales, merch sales, you're not going to beat it. Okay. You're not going to yeah. beat it. And that, what does that tell you? That tells you how good that franchise was, how solid, how many people love slasher films and love those slashers in particular. You know, because you can have a slasher film, you know, in the 80s, there was a lot of bad slasher films or quote unquote bad ones uh, or uh, cheesy ones or whatnot. But, you know, these were in that upper echelon. These movies right here, these franchises, no matter how messed up some of the sequels were, people are still going to watch them. They're still going to say, you know what? Hey, Jason's still in that movie. Hey, Michael's still in the movie. Hey, Freddy's in the movie. I can give it a shot. Why not? You know, and to this day, it shows you like we have Halloween 2018. We got Halloween kills coming up and Halloween ends. It just shows you like how much of an impact these movies made from the 80s to now. And it's just it's incredible, man. Brian, my top five over here. Hopefully some people out there don't just say, Jimmy, that was completely ridiculous. Uh, it shouldn't have been this, this, and that. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there, a lot of slasher fans I know, that are going to be happy with my top five, just like they were with yours. Uh, we got some positive feedback on yours as well, which we'll talk about off air. But right now, Brian, you know, it's about to wrap it up. Next week, I don't know if we want to spoil what we have uh, planned for next week. You want to give it away, or you just want everybody to sit in anticipation? No, we actually did talk about it earlier in the show, but we can remind them. Um, oh, next, week, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week, next uh, week, we will be interviewing a Friday the 13th alumni, and I'm happy to say this is going to be a Patreon exclusive. We're going to have Mr. Ron Sloan Jr. himself is going to be on Horror 365. You know, he was uh, talking to mother. He had her slop. He's all full. And now we're going to talk about uh, what it was like to be on Friday the 13th Part 5. But also, we're going to talk about Ron about some other things. Uh, I did a little research on him, and I found some... TV shows and movies that I started to watch. So I want to know more about Ron Sloan other than, of course, we want to know Friday 13th Part 5. But we also want to know what, what does Ron Sloan do, you know, Monday through Friday? What does he do? What's he been doing? He's got a new film that's coming out with a bunch of other Friday the 13th alumni, and we're going to talk about that and what it was like to make that movie. Well, yeah, but you know what, Brian? That is true. We did talk about Ron Sloan for uh, February 19th. We're going to drop that Patreon exclusive, but Wednesday, the 17th, part one, his name was Jason. Oh, yes, oh Dave Brown, Dave Brown, Jason West. We're going to have him on. Part one is a lot to talk about. Guys, girls, listen, Horrorheads, this is an interesting conversation. So stay tuned for that one. Going to be dropping February 17th. We got a lot going on here, Brian. A lot of, a lot of different guests in the future. We, a lot we of have a topics. lot of guests. Um, we've, you know, we have a great lineup coming out. I'm excited. So I can't keep up with what we're doing. <laughs> Dude, I can't, man. There's a lot, lot happening here, folks. But listen, if you want to follow us to keep up with us, you can. So check us out. We're on Facebook. And I believe it's under uh, at Horrorheads365 because somebody took. Somebody took it, damn it. Somebody took Horror 365. These people out here, we have to find them. We have to hunt them we down. Are. We're coming yes. for you. Oh, yeah, we're going to find out who you are. But, yeah, at, at Horrorheads365 on Facebook as well. If you want to follow us, follow him right here, South Jersey Jason on Facebook. Myself, JimmyJ.ENT on Instagram, jhaggg 719 on Twitter, and, of course, on YouTube. Listen, guys, click that subscribe button. Make sure you ring that notification bell because we got some cool things coming your way on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment. If you want to support us, three bucks, less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you can 
on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jimmy J Entertainment. Brian, oh, Jason, should I call you? We have, I, I just, I want to give it away, but we can't. But we have some, some really cool things in store for all your horror heads out there. Uh, so thank you for all the support. You can listen to us on all audio platforms. If you don't want to see these ruggedly, and I do mean ruggedly, handsome individuals with these melodious tones piping through your speakerphone every single week. There he is posing as only he does, Brian. But <laughs> folks, you can listen to us, listen to these melodious tones only on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. We are on there. Brian, take it away. Anything last things you want to plug? Yeah, I actually just want to plug, I am um, reworking on my website, SouthGeorgiaJason.com. So I'm going to try to find some spare time to write up some more articles. I have about seven pages of interviews that I've done with other cosplayers. So if you're a cosplayer that's listening to the show and, you know, you want to have an article written about it, you just reach out to me, SouthGeorgiaJason at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message on either Facebook or Instagram, SouthGeorgiaJason. But other than that, that's all I got to uh, end the show with. All right, horror heads, we're going to see you next week. Have a happy Valentine's Day. If you can, check out my bloody Valentine and stay tuned for next week's Patreon exclusive episode with Ron Sloan. We'll see you soon.